Woo-wee. Sometimes it feels intense to be alive on this earth, especially if you are empathic. But even if you aren't, today we are going to dip in in a non-traumatizing way to understanding the broad swaths of global happenings on our bodies, a soul's choice to be on earth, what that might mean for you, and most importantly, we'll talk about generating light in times of darkness and smile experiments, all on today's Own Your Intuition show. I am but a part of this, all I am is all I give, everything that comes to me comes as sure as I will breathe. crave clarity and insight? Do you sense that your intuition is trying to tell you important things, but you have a hard time trusting it? Do you want access to your own internal wisdom and to understand how it operates so that you can guide your life in ways that are meaningful and satisfying? Well then, welcome. I'm glad you are here. I'm your host, Aimé Cartier. I've been a professional psychic since around 2007. I'm the author of the book, Getting Answers, Using Your Intuition to Discover Your Best Life. I've been teaching others to understand and use their own intuitive and empathic abilities for more than a decade. Join me each week for true stories and tools that will inspire you to take seriously your own inner knowing that internal sense that you have uniquely tailored to you and designed to not only set you on the roads that are best for you, but also help you avoid the ones that are treacherous. It's time for you to own your intuition. Welcome. This episode is going to speak to everyone. If you are empathic, This episode is going to speak to you with a megaphone. If you think you are empathic, but you're not sure, you can download my free 44 Signs You Are an Empath. I will put the link in the show notes or find it on my website, amacartier.com. It also comes with an audio with four antidotes. And for you empaths, I've got something for you, a sort of $100 bonus, if you will, that I'll give you the details about at the very end of this episode. Also, I would just like to say, hi, Molly. (laughs) Molly reached out to tell me she listens to the show on her way to work. She said, I am definitely one of your biggest fans I drink the podcasts in with joy and gratitude. There was one recently where I thought you were talking specifically about my daughter. I realized you weren't, but the message hit home. Whoop, whoop. I love those comments and starred reviews. Thank you. Would you like a personal hello from me at the start of the show? You know what to do. Let's dig into today's topic. I did this experiment once at the airport. 
I smiled at people, random strangers, as though they were my long lost friend. And I was so delighted to see them again and again. It produced the same result. The one I remember best was when I was riding the escalator up toward my flight, suitcase in tow. I passed a woman who was riding down on the other side, bag slung over her shoulder. As she looked down at me, I smiled at her as though seeing her go down the escalator, crossing paths with her in this moment was a joyous treat. The best thing that had happened thus far in my day. Can you guess what happened? When you flash someone this smile, this loving, I see you and you are great smile, they respond back in kind immediately. It happens before the doubt of what was that or who was that or why did that lady smile at me as they're nearing the end of the escalator ride? Perhaps, I don't know, that may happen. Their immediate response is joy. Riding down on the escalator that day, that woman smiled back at me as though seeing me was the best thing that had happened to her all day. Her smile continued. As I glanced back, I saw that it was still on her face. Light is contagious. Joy is contagious. As is fear. I already did a recent episode on fear, so I've already hinted at the fact that the world is on fire with fear right now. In episode 46 called Let's Talk About Fear, I talked about normalizing fear, accepting it as a natural thing. But just to clarify here, accepting it does not mean acting on it. It does mean understanding it as a normal human condition. Listen to the episode if you feel afraid, or even if you don't. (laughs) Text a link to your friends if you think they might feel afraid. Generally speaking, I keep my episodes devoid of politics because that is not what this show is about. Today will be no different. I do, however, want to make some broad strokes about the state of the world we live in right now hopefully to light the way for each of us as we navigate a world in which we seem blasted by intensity after intensity. I've been teaching empaths since before 2010. I can't actually find the first flyer I ever made for the first empath class I ever taught. So I can't actually remember what year it was. And actually, even if I did, I doubt it would have the year on it. The flyer would. In any case, a while, over a decade, nearing 15 years. I've known I was an empathic being since around 2002, 2003. So 20 years. 
And I spent the following three years after I understood this about myself, developing tools and practices that would help me live in the world without being debilitated by its extremes and the pain that can sometimes be found from having a human skin. I created a whole seven-month course with these tools called Empath Intuition University, or Claiming Your Empathic Superpower, which I don't actually teach anymore. I did distill the essentials down to an on-demand course, though. It's called Empath Core Tools, and I'll put a link in the show notes. An empath is a person who feels other people's emotions inside their own skin as though it was happening to them. It can be very confusing and totally debilitating, especially in the case where there is a collective trauma or upheaval. I'm telling you the timeline of my work because when I started, there was like one intense thing every five years or something. In the last half a dozen years, that sped up. It was like one per year. I'm giving rough estimates here. And then all of a sudden, more than that, now it feels like the collective is experiencing major blows practically on a monthly basis. For any person, that is hard. For an empath who feels the collective inside their own skin, it can take you out. Here is the truth. I don't know why all this intensity is happening. I can see particular patterns. I can see patterns and sometimes to me, the ferocity with which a fight is being fought indicates the end of something. Like a last ditch effort to control or subdue or continue a paradigm that is dying. And many old ways are dying right now. And that's okay. Please know this isn't a specific political commentary. I'm talking broad strokes here right now. But ultimately, like most humans, I do not know totally why this time is one of such duress. I do feel that we choose to come to earth on purpose, that each and every soul here made a conscious choice, even if it is now forgotten, to incarnate here now. Obviously, this implies what also feels real and true to me, that we go through many lifetimes. And (laughs) I'll be honest with you here. There have been a couple of times within the last four years where I thought to myself, what was I thinking by coming back here now? Maybe it was a soul decision made on pompous bravado. And now that we find ourselves here, it feels more intense than we imagined. It feels more real and more heartbreaking than we could have anticipated without our human bodies. But equally as likely, perhaps more so, is that maybe we actually do have the inner strength to move through these times and these sets of circumstances is showing us this. Like the ultimate final exam. I'm usually not a big fan of framing things that happen in life as tests. 
unless it feels inspiring to do so. And for me, in this case, it does. And I'm certainly not saying that we are at the end, but it does feel like, well, I must be up for the job if I am here. I must have a positive role to play if I find myself alive here on this earth now, because that is the only role I would be interested in. If you have ways of being, tools for bringing more peace, ease, equanimity, grace, goodness, flow, joy into your life, and by proximity, the life of others, remember the airport experiment and please try it yourself. Whether they are strangers, family members, or those in your community, your tools are diminished if you don't actually practice them during times of intensity too. And double down. What are those tools for you? What are your ways of adding goodness? First, to your own being, soul, body, because that is where it starts. And then to others, what do you do in order to feel balanced and whole and connected to source and soul? And if you don't know or have any, consider joining us in my Own Your Intuition program and you'll get tools. You'll be guided to discovering more of your own unique set too. But what do you do? When the world is in turmoil, it is time to up your game. Because the only way to participate in the healing of collective trauma is by attending to your own healing first. It's like one candle lighting the way for more to follow. This is Amy Cartier, and you are listening to the Own Your Intuition show if you just turned on the radio. Today, we are talking about generating light in times of darkness. If you are empathic, maybe even if you are not, you also have to be very mindful of what you are putting into your personal body. Whether that is by the news you read, the profiles you follow, the people you surround yourself with. I did a reading not too long ago, and the analogy that came up for this particular client in watching what was happening on the world scene, which was specifically impactful for her, was one of looking in the windows of a house to check on everyone relentlessly. Only the thing about this house was, is that she couldn't get in. Even when or if she saw something going awry, every door, every window, every crevice was blocked to her. She had no way of getting in to ameliorate the situation, even when she saw it was in distress. 
If you are empathic, you should know that this analogy applies to you very specifically. Even when you feel collective trauma in your own skin and being, you are powerless to shift or move it. The only power you have is over the emotions that actually belong to you. If you can't find something in your life, a circumstance in your life that actually happened to you to cause an emotion, it is very likely that what you are feeling does not belong to you. And furthermore, looking into the house constantly to see what you see is generally a road to debilitating self-torture. And I will talk about how to tell if it's yours or another person's in the next episode of the Own Your Intuition show. But you have to ask yourself, is tuning in strengthening you? Is it allowing you to be more of yourself, bigger, better, stronger, more light adding, more privy to solutions and action? If the answer is yes, carry on. This is a personal question that each person must ask for themselves. There are no blanket formulas for all. It depends on your soul, what it is here to do. Or is looking in the windows torturing or debilitating you, activating your fearful self, making you smaller, more afraid, less willing or able to act or thrive or ameliorate. Because fear begets fear. Just like joy begets joy. And like lighting a candle spreads light. More candles, more light. Personally, I want more light you too? All of this personal questioning does not imply that you do nothing when you are prone to do something or that you walk away when you know you really care about something. It implies being mindful in navigating the way in which you engage, aligning with the way that is going to make you most alive stronger, a more prominent force for the good you wish to see and bring to this world. When you care about something, there are always things you can do. There are ways you can generate goodness in any situation, even when you are blocked from entering the house, so to speak. Fundraising comes to mind or the allocating of resources or time. Actively saying prayers is another light-generating activity. On my back porch, I keep a flower pot with stones in it. I keep a plate underneath it. I keep a bell. And I always have on hand small pieces of paper. I write prayers on them. I ring the bell. Get quiet within myself. Then light my prayer on fire over the pot. 
Sometimes I sprinkle lavender or another lovely smelling herb from our garden on the burning paper. I get quiet. When I feel complete, I ring the bell again and make my way back to my life. I keep this pot out there at all times. Many moons ago, during another period of global duress, I set it up out there so I would always have a place to go do something about whatever was concerning to me. Prayers matter. I know it may be hard to see this sometimes, and I'm not even going to go into this on this episode, but they are light generating. We don't know why all this global distress. We only know that it is happening. I recently saw something that Elizabeth Gilbert, author of many books, but famously the book Eat, Pray, Love, put out. She has a substack where she publishes letters to love, which I would call a spiritual practice she has been doing for decades. I can't remember how long exactly. She publishes others' letters, too. In any case, on a recent Sunday post, she shared that in all the years she has been writing letters from love, she has never gotten an answer to the question of why when she asked. I loved that because I have often found in my life this feeling of that particular question never being the right question. And I'm using air quotes here on right. But in this case, Energetically, it sometimes feels like, say, you are watching an image of a person head down a forest path. And instead of wondering, where is she going? What good will come of it? What skills will she use or develop along the way? Instead, you are asking, what about that stick? Why is that there? It's not the point. There is a quote from the Lord of the Rings trilogy that was burned into my brain the first time I saw it. I had no idea how useful it would be for many years to come. It's a quote from one of the movies. It may be in the book too. I don't remember. But in this scene, I think it's Frodo who is saying to Gandalf the wizard, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish this hadn't happened at all. Basically, if you don't know the story, it's a moment in time in the character's life that is fraught with hardship and darkness and intensity in all ways. The challenges before him are ones in which he feels ill-equipped to deal with. And he's tired. He's just tired of it all. And he is stating how much he hates it, really, and how much he wishes it hadn't happened to him or at all. And the wizard gently responds, so do I, and so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. So we're here, friends. We are here living through a time of global pandemics, 
relentless division, political upheaval, wars that are very triggering and intense, all wars are, and activating collective generational trauma. If you are alive, there must be a reason. Please tend to your lights. Please find some nervous system balancing tools that work for you. Tapping is a good one, easily accessible. I always say it will take you less than 15 minutes to learn this and less than a minute to do it each time. And I'll put a link to the show notes to a blog I wrote on it. Turn to find comfort wherever you can. Remember that light begets light. And tending to yourself, to the pieces in which you do have a hand in healing, is the best way to add to the whole. I am saying a prayer for each of you, for all of us, each person hearing my words, and all that are suffering right now in this world. May healing and peace be yours. May you know how loved and worthy you are. May you feel cared for and comforted as you move through life's trials. May all beings know how precious and rare a human life and tend to yourself and each other with care. All my love. See you soon. This is Amy Cartier, (laughs) and you have been listening to the Own Your Intuition Show. I am glad you tuned in. If you are empathic, chances are this time period is a doozy for you. With the collective trauma of millions worldwide activated, can that feel intense in a skin? If you need it, I will give you $100 off for my Empath Core Tools program. I'll put a link in the show notes, or you can go to amacartier.com slash E-C-T short for empath core tools and check it out. You have to use the link in the show notes though, to get the hundred dollars off in it. You'll learn what I consider the tools that to me are imperative for being able to thrive as an empath in a world on fire or even in the world in general. I've got the support you need if you need it. See you soon. Bye, friends. All my love. I am but a part of this. All I am is all I give. Everything that comes to me comes as sure as I will breathe.